Welcome. This is Heidi from Discerning Grace. Today I'm continuing the discussion on the spiritual discipline of service. Have you thought about a visual that helps you think about service? Last week I gave the example of the towel. What's yours? A big theme in the discipline of service is when I mentally let go of me and I can begin to practice service to others. Like most of the disciplines, they intertwine and overlap, flowing easily throughout the practices. When you practice service, it could be meditative, submissive, or you could practice service in solitude, hiddenness, and in prayer. This stuff isn't cut and dry. Like your struggles in life, things can get messy. However, if we're open to the leading of the Spirit and willing to try, it is amazing how God can use us. Maybe this is your first time listening. If you want to know more, go to my website and get to know me better. Or if you want to listen to other episodes, you can find me at www.discerninggrace.com and you can subscribe and listen to these chats on your favorite podcast app. Okay, this is a good time to remind you that the Holy Spirit, your helper, your advocate and comforter, is ready and able to help you as we meet together today. Ask the Spirit what's important in this moment. Listen to the quiet voice. Notice feelings that arise and feel the nudge of God. Take a moment now and purposely turn your heart toward God. Look and notice where the Trinity is offering you spiritual freedom. Let's open with a prayer by Jack Watts. Father, allow me to serve others with a joyful heart never keeping score, always giving, never expecting to receive. Allow me to give of myself, to give of my talents and my goods, to give of my time and my energy, to give of my heart and my soul. Help me to understand the needs of others, never criticizing, never demeaning, never scolding, never condemning. You have been so gracious to me, always loving, always forgiving, always restoring, never gloating over my defeats, even when I have been so wrong. Father, keep a condemning spirit far from my heart and further from my lips. Allow me to serve others as you serve, with gentleness, compassion, and tenderness never diminishing the worth of another, choosing to extend mercy to the brokenhearted, like you have repeatedly shown to me. Amen. I have placed this prayer in the resources if you want to reread it and remind yourself. Today we're on week two of service. I think each of us can ponder on ways we've been a help to someone or we've been on the receiving end of someone helping us. I can tell you because of a new baby in our house, our family has been served meals and has been showered with baby items. We have been on the receiving end this week. You and I need both, giving and receiving. I wonder if you can remember times when you didn't want help. You didn't want someone to serve you. Our pride can not only affect us, but we deprive someone else of the gift of service. Dallas Willard reminds us that all service is not disciplined service. Here's a quote from his book, The Spirit of the Disciplines. 
Not every act may be done as a discipline, need be done as a discipline. I will often be able to serve another simply as an act of love and righteousness without regard to how may how it may enhance my ability to follow Christ. There certainly is nothing wrong with that, and it may incidentally strengthen me spiritually as well. But I also may serve another to train myself away from arrogance, possessiveness, envy, resentment, or covetousness. In that case, my service is undertaken as a discipline for my spiritual life. Like many things in our lives, motivation is an important ingredient in the actions we take. All Christians are called to service. But our motivations can range from obligation, obedience, motivated by gratitude, forgiveness, humility, or devotion. Remembering service is not things we check off a list to do. It's a lifestyle of living out. Foster names nine different types of service that we can engage in. I will talk about the first five. First, the service of hiddenness. We all can do things that that we don't share or boast about. This is an older quote by Jeremy Taylor. Love to be concealed and little esteemed. Be content to lack the want of praise. Never be troubled when thou art slighted or undervalued. At first blush, I think, okay, I can do that. But sometimes down the road, someone asks a question and I want to use that service as an example or proof. But if I want to keep it hidden, I can't use it even to defend myself. This service I did in secret must remain shrouded. The second is the service in small things. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, The second service that one should perform for one another in a Christian community is that of active helpfulness. This means, initially, simple assistance in trifling external matters. There is a multitude of these things wherever people live together. Nobody is too good for the smallest service. One who worries about the loss of time that such a petty outward act of helpfulness entail is usually taking their importance of their own career too seriously. Unquote. I reread that quote a few times because I've thought that. I'm too busy to help someone at this moment. However, is my time really that important as to turn away someone who needs assistance? I read Francis de Saul for school, and he brings up the point that we would rather sacrifice and do a huge service, could cost us a great deal, but then mark it off the calendar for the year, like once-and-done concept for service. That may be an easier way to get it all done at once, but it's not the way to live a life of service to others. Foster follows that with this quote, In the realm of the spirit, we soon discover that the real issues are found in the tiny, insignificant corners of life. Unquote. Doing small things can help give of ourselves frequently. I think for me to change and live a lifestyle of service, I need to start with these tiny steps. The third service hits home the service of guarding the reputation of others. Gossip. 
Titus 3, 1 and 2 reminds us, Remind the people to respect the government and be law-abiding, always ready to lend a helping hand. No insults, no fights. God's people should be big-hearted and courteous. I hadn't thought of this as part of the discipline of service. However, if I'm on the receiving end of this, I would be very grateful someone was guarding my reputation. We all know that talking about someone is wrong. Whether we dress it up as a prayer request or offer it as information to others to make a better decision, it doesn't matter. I feel this service is calling us to really love others, to honor and and giving loving care for one another includes their reputation. Just thinking about this in a community of believers, wow, it would make such a big difference if we chose to see the best in others and keep quiet about their faults. Also, when something is said out of frustration, it not only hurts the one spoken of, the hearer, but also those who hear it and pass it on. So many are hurt. Number four is the service of being served. This form of service blends with the discipline of submission. It is an act of submission and service to allow others to serve us. But there are some who refuse to be served. I'm thinking of the example of Peter when Jesus wanted to wash his feet. This service develops submission as well as humbleness and decreases the seed of pride. Be thankful. Practice graciousness when others offer to serve you. And number five, the service of common courtesy. Wycliffe teaches missionaries all over the world to first learn how to respect the culture they're moving into by observing their customs and cultural norms. I think this carries to other churches we visit in our own community. Do we look down at a group because they do not pray or worship as we do? Yet we serve the same God. Hold on to your arrogance. People do not need to know your worship preference. Appreciate that they are also grafted to the same vine, Christ, as we are. This is a basic common courtesy that we can show to others, especially believers. This also includes showing small kindness to those around us, greeting your neighbor, even when they don't respond, smiling, helping someone when we're out and about, Summarizing, I just discussed the service of hiddenness, the service in small things, the service of guarding the reputation of others, service of being served, and service of common courtesy. These are five of the nine types Foster names in his chapter on the discipline of service. I'll save the next four till next week. I think I have given us plenty of things to ponder. As I pray the same prayer as the beginning, think through and notice which ones you may already be doing. As I ask God which ones are important for me to dwell on, I encourage you to seek his voice for yourself and notice which one or two he may be calling you to attend to this week. Heavenly Father, allow me to serve others with a joyful heart, never keeping score and always giving never expecting to receive. Allow me to give of myself, to give of my talents and my goods, to give of my time and my energy, 
to give of my heart and my soul. Help me to understand the needs of others, never criticizing, never demeaning, never scolding, never condemning. You have been so gracious to me, always loving, always forgiving, always restoring, never gloating over my my defeats, even when I have been so wrong. Father, keep a condemning spirit far from my heart and further from my lips. Allow me to serve others as you serve, with gentleness, compassion, and tenderness, never diminishing the worth of another, choosing to extend mercy to the brokenhearted, like you have repeatedly shown to me. Amen.